Yo, and we are live. Welcome back to the Tim King Show. But tonight, folks, it is so very special. We have been talking about this for three months. The Tim King Show is making the inaugural episode on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. If you were with us, we did our pre-launch party Saturday night. We did our AEW Revolution watching along last night. What a blast. Please go back and check those out. And thank you to everyone who tuned in, watched, listened, however you joined us. Thank you so very much. BloodlineNetwork.com. Check it out. The Tim King Show and all the rest of the Bloodline right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. But today, today, if you're reading the ticker, you can see I'm not alone. We're doing this bloodline thing, right? I wanted to make it big. I wanted the Tim King show to be big, big. And if I was bringing a guest onto the show, I couldn't think of a better guest than this man. He is the absolute man. I, I'm so blessed. I am so privileged, so honored to be bringing in my friend, Lucha Libre AAA and MLW superstar, El Rudo de las Chicas in the new Rey de Reyes. My friend, Sam Adonis, welcome to the Tim King Show and the Bloodline Entertainment Network. How are you doing, my friend? Thank you very much for the invitation. I am fantastic right now. I'm sitting back. I'm actually watching how your show has progressed in the last two years and since I've known you. And I just, holy hell, you guys got some great new you know, graphics and production. And uh, it's, it's nice being able to be back here once again. I mentioned today, you're actually one of the only people that seems to know how to track me down. Um, you always seem to ask at the right time. And, you know, not to sound too you know rude but there's a lot of people always trying to get podcasts on and you know requesting or not i really don't have too much for many of them but uh you're able to get me in the right place in the right time and here i am and i'm here bro thank you so much like i said i i see your twitter i see your instagram you are traveling all over the place you're wrestling in the states you are a fucking superstar in mexico and i mean a fucking superstar and we're going to talk about that momentarily before we do Get at Sam on all social media platforms, at Real Sam Adonis. Check him out for sure. Dude is, you want to see his clips, see where he's at. So amazingly talented. I call him the American luchador. Six foot four. I don't want to, like, say too much weight. Like, 240, 250 pounds. Pure muscle fucking. This dude is the man. I'll give him a, a cheap plug. I had George McKay from Straight Talk Wrestling on last Monday with me. He works with MLW, um, you know, from a podcast basis. He does an MLW Rewind show. He's very close with them. His daughter is a huge Luchador fan, and we'll talk about Lindsay Dorado a little bit later. Loves the Luchadors, loves the masks, but she loves you, Sam. She loves you. She goes, why is this man not in a mask? He should be in a mask. And, you know, you're incredible, bro. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. I definitely take it a little bit as a, as a compliment, you know, um, being so closely associated with Mexico and the Lucha Libre. Um, you know, a lot of people have been following Lucha for the last you know, almost 30 years now because of WCW and ECW and everywhere it's been. Um, and I think a lot of people hold Lucha to a little bit of a higher standard. Um, it really is a way of life down there and you really have to get into it young. And I think it's something, you know, a lot of times there's just guys have to put the extra work in. There's a little bit more to it than the American style. It's not necessarily just like a hobby for a lot of wrestlers down there. So, um, you know, there's a lot of competition and to be able to thrive in that industry. Um, granted, there are certain aspects that they, I have that have helped my cause as far as being you know, a, a six foot four tall American with bleached blonde hair. You know, I do stand out. But just being synonymous with the term loose Libre means so much to me as a fan and as a performer. Um, and, and then you can even look back at my time with CMLL and not AAA. 
Uh, it's kind of cool to be associated almost more as a Mexican wrestler than an American wrestler. And I'm pretty proud of that. And, and that's amazing. And just as much as you put me over, which I can't thank you enough for putting me over to start the show, but man, I'm going to put you over just in the very short time since I've had you on the show is about eight months. You can go back, check out the episode, bro. You have grown significantly. What you are doing right now in Mexico is phenomenal. All right. So first and foremost, let, let's talk about not the stuff in the ring. All right. I want to talk about the stuff that you're doing outside of the ring. I see you're in commercials. I see you're chopping news anchors. How fun is that? Like, are you having a good time doing this stuff? What's going on, man? Honestly, this is, you know, this is probably the most I've ever enjoyed my career right now. Um, I think, you know, especially after the pandemic, we were all kind of in a very negative mental space. Um, and a lot of us were very unsure about a lot of things. Um, I, I'm very, I, I kind of I feel good about the, the whole aspect that hardware pays off. Um, I was just as down and out as anybody during all that, you know. Especially, you know, there's there's AEW now. A lot of my old independent friends are getting signed here and there. A lot of times you doubt yourself. A lot of times you question yourself and say, you know, what's what am I doing wrong? Uh, there's a million guys that become the next viral wrestling star online. And it was one of those things where I just grinded and grinded and, you know, put my nose down and pushed forward. And now it seems to have put me in a place that I, I you know, kind of couldn't even dream of having. Um, I, I think the one thing that AAA has been able to give me that, you know, most even – even big American independent stars, you know, don't ever have the chance to do is that mainstream publicity and being there and being, you know, a household name with the people. Um, a lot of the people there that I, I probably have more fans that aren't wrestling fans than are wrestling fans. Um, and I look at, you know, my job as a wrestler and as a performer is to attract new eyes. You know, a lot of times, whether it's just talking independent show might have 300 people, and you might be all 300 people's favorite wrestler. But how do you turn that 300 into 400? How do you turn that 400 into 500? Um, and I think right now, you know, being an American that speaks Spanish, that, you know, looks the way that I look, that's kind of a new, fresh face in the Lucha Libre world, um, AAA has been able to give me a lot of opportunities. And I can go out there and do that stuff and represent the company. And, you know, you'd be surprised how many people say, oh, my, my grandma hasn't watched wrestling since 1992 when Vampiro was there. I showed her that video, and now she watches every week. And it's you know, it's, it's a very, very gratifying feeling, and it feels like you know, it, if I were to tell anybody anything, it would be you know, just keep grinding because you know, like I said, there was times where I was just, what am I doing wrong? And now I'm always in a position better than what I was prepared for, because the, the grind does pay off. That's fantastic. And you just said, I don't mean to like quote you, but you said verbatim, Lucha Libre, Triple A's transition from a Mexican company into a global powerhouse is finally here. I'm excited and proud to carry this torch into the new era as a featured figurehead of what's to come. We've only just begun to scratch the surface. While you had an American flag, I, I, I don't remember who you're with in the photo, but they had a Mexican flag. So like the partnerships there, it's Lucha Libre, Triple A worldwide. And man, if there's a fucking face to bring it into the American forefront, it's yours. And what I want to ask you is, do you take solace and credit into seeing these numbers that are on YouTube? So the way you watch Lucha Libre as a AAA for fans who don't know, go, you get it on YouTube, right? It's about, it comes out about a week after you guys do the match. Is that about right? So our live TV is there at 6 p.m. on TV in Mexico. And then the, the previous week's TV airs at 10 p.m. on YouTube. So it's only a week late. You subscribe to Lucha Libre AAA uh, on YouTube. And every Saturday night at 10 o'clock, you get the, the latest online episode, which is only one week behind. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I wish 
per, uh, personally, I wish there was a little bit more easy distribution. Um, it's still in Spanish. There's, it's, it's big business. You know, it, it, we're not talking just, you know, getting the, the latest streaming platform or, or a partner. You know, these guys have had 30-year TV contracts with this network or that network. It's not exactly easy when you're dealing with big numbers like that to just say, hey, put up a free match. You know, it's, it's, right. it's kind of difficult. So um, it's available to see. You know, I, I implore everybody to watch, especially when I see, you know, our talent, in my opinion, is carrying the load of a lot of the American dependency. You know, if you were to take some of the biggest promotions in the country, you take Game Changer Wrestling, PWG, um, you know, Impact Wrestling, a lot of the guys that make those, those promotions so, you know, must see are AAA wrestlers. So if we were to just close the door and say, hey, nope, if you want to watch these guys, you have to see them at AAA, I mean, our numbers would probably skyrocket because a lot of the guys like Black Taurus, Laredo Kid, um, Commander, these guys are our guys. So uh, I'm just proud to be a part of it. Um, you know, I think wrestling, it's, there's got to be something for every member of the family. Um, I think a lot, of the, a lot of the American fans only want to see mask guys that can do incredible moves. Whereas if you look at, you know, my role on the show, I'm more or less, you know, a, a bruiser. I'd be the guy that you know, talks the most shit and comes out and gets in the best fight. And, you know, we might bleed around the arena. We might use tables. But, you know, to a certain segment of that Mexican population, that's what they want to see. So, you know, it, it goes across the board. If you were to look at it, you know, like a Lucha company based on having expectations of what you think Lucha is, you might say, eh, I only like about half the stuff. But if you were to just remove the Spanish commentary and look at it like a pro wrestling show, the same way you do watch AEW or WWE, you're going to say, man, these guys, this is just as good as any of that. So I'm, I'm happy to be there right now. And it's, it's a good time for expansion as well. I love it. And the, the shows are a lot of fun to watch. Um, what I was going to ask you is this. Your last two videos that were uploaded, not yours, but, you know, the company's last two videos that were uploaded have a heavy dose of my man right here, Sam Adonis. Your tag team match, and we'll talk about that momentarily, which you raved about. I watched it. It was an absolutely fantastic, fun match for sure. Um, 113,000 views all right like wwe brings in guys like brock lesnar to get like you know the over a million views are you the brock lesnar triple a like is that what you're doing <laughs> your next video uh, got fifty eight thousand views bro so like you I are doubling, quadrupling videos <laughs> i wish that was the case um i think at the end of the day uh triple a is just kind of they're a little bit ambitious i guess you could say Right now, you know, and every every wrestling fan on the planet complains about it. You know, everyone says, oh, it's all the same guys. It's the old guys. And, you know, I would like to think, I don't know, it's still, you know, I've only been with the company about, you know, uh, 18 months now. So I, it could just be merely coincidence. But I also like to think maybe it is the fact that sometimes a fresh face works. Sometimes you need to give somebody that people haven't seen before um, that opportunity to carry the load. But at the end of the day, what's, you know, people don't realize is this is I'm 15 years into my career. So it's not just like the new guy that walked through the front door that, you know, just all of a sudden, Hey, give him an opportunity. Cause he, you know, I I've worked for this spot. I've honed my craft for 15 years to get this spot. So, you know, to be in that heavy, that high level position, I like to think that, you know, it came with a certain amount of work, but I'm ready for it. And that might be one of the things that, you know, that gives it sustenance and makes it a little bit, you know, more, 
dramatic and make people want to see it because it's not just the new guy that's you know you find it is sweet i'd like to think i'm a finished product coming out as a, in a main event spot and, and you know, hopefully delivering you are delivering you fucking kick ass man like i said if you don't know me I've said this a bunch of times. The first time I laid my eyes on this guy, Warrior Wrestling 8, he's a heel. I said, this guy is going to be a fucking superstar. And while we're talking about heels, I don't need to, like, uh, get away from you particularly because I want to get into in-ring AAA because there's a lot going on with you. But we saw something last night at the pay-per-view, and it's been all over Twitter all day today. And you're one of the best heels I've ever seen. And, and like, I sent you the message from my guys who were at the first MLW show you were at. They're like, damn, this guy is a fucking heel. I'm like, yeah, he, he knows his craft. He does it great. MJF taking the cup of water, throwing it in a kid's face. Would you ever go that far? And are you fine with that? Um, I think it's kind of it's it depends on the audience. It depends where you're at. I think a lot of the AEW fans are so diehard and they're so into that product that I feel like they're willing to spend that premium money on floor seats at a pay-per-view. Chances are it's okay. Um, you know, I, I don't think you want to do that in in uh Juarez, Mexico, in a AAA TV pay-per-view, you know, because you're dealing with a different crowd. And in my opinion, there's a big difference of, of being a heel that people want to watch the next match because, they, you know, you, you want to enjoy them get their butt kicked. You don't want to get to the point where, you know, people want you off their TV. They're canceling you. They want you to get canceled. And that's, you know, something that everybody has to worry about all the time. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. I think MJF's so good in so many levels. Um I think he's walking a little bit of a line, if you ask me. I think, you know, he has so much. He's reached that point. Now might be the time to kind of stop walking that line because is it worth losing when you already got here? It's one thing you're still building your name and trying to get out there and, you know, doing things here and there to get to that level. But um, he's so talented. He put the work in. He's done what he's done. I personally would tune it back a little bit just because, uh, you know, everybody is just so – so trigger happy to have some canceled these days you're right man you're right cool thanks for answering that i really appreciate it let's get back into you you're doing such good things in that ring in mexico right now and in the states in mlw we'll talk about that in a little bit but talk to me about this tournament or there's two matches you are now the king of kings in mexico the rey de reyes you went through all right in the semifinals you went through a reese puma king and the previously mentioned Vampiro, that had to be fun. And in the finals, you went through Bandito, Pagano, and Vikingo. I mean, bro, that's like the fucking who's who. What are you doing? Like I said, are you the Brock Lesnar of Lucha yeah. Libre AAA? Come on, bro. It's funny, though, to me personally, because, you know, I a lot of these guys right now, they were just the new guys with me six years ago in CMLL. You know, Bandito is, is one of my closest friends in Mexico, and he was one of the guys that actually you know, arranged my opportunity to train in CMLL, which ended up giving me my job. So, you know, it, I I don't ever really get to sit back and appreciate that the public perception of it. I've always known he's worked harder than everyone. I've always known he's better than everyone, but I still get to know him on a human level. So I don't, you know, that one, Vampiro and Bandito, uh, and, uh, and Puma King and Aries, these guys that I like to think are kind of my generation of luchadors. But at the same time, you know, I, I just thought about it. The video of me and Vampiro came out last night, and I've known him for years, and I've been on shows with him, but we've never had a match. And every once in a while, you kind of have to sit back and just be like, whoa, you know, <laughs> that's Vampiro. 
And, you know, I, I was such a big Lucha fan as a kid that, you know, it means so much to me. And what I think is really cool is the one thing we have that a lot of the American companies or independents don't have, it's that, that legacy, that lineage of mainstream publicity. And Vampiro is not just a wrestling star. Vampiro, you're talking, I mean, Vampiro is like a, a Tom Brady level celebrity in Mexico. Vampiro Canadiense is just, I mean, every, every mainstream avenue of radio and TV and in between, he's been there, done that. You say the word Vampiro, it's synonymous with wrestling. You could be talking about Dracula, but you say Vampiro and, oh, the wrestler? No, I'm talking about Dracula. That's how big of a deal that is. And it's cool when I am in there. Um, you know, I've been able to carve my little niche lately as far as now it's finally starting to set in that people are, know that I'm the real deal. They know that I'm actually, you know, one of the top heels in, in wrestling down there, that now I kind of have a little bit more to offer. Um, it's not just the, oh, hey, there's Vampiro. It's now finally, oh, there's Vampiro with Sam. And I'm kinda, it's just a great feeling, you know, knowing that I put that work in and now that it's here. Um, but the, the tournament was huge. It was amazing to me. Ray Day Reyes literally means King of Kings, and the best way to put it would be their King of the Ring tournament. Um, it, it would probably be the, the definitely the biggest, the most prestigious tournament of the year, but you would say probably it's it's as big of a singles accomplishment as the probably anything other than the heavyweight title. Um, it, it's the, you know, it is, it's like King of the Ring was in the 1990s when it was, oh shit, he won King of the Ring. So that was awesome. I was the second American ever to win, and that was behind Jeff Jarrett, which is just nuts because he's done everything. How many people can say they're the only one that has done something Jeff Jarrett's done? That, to me, as a wrestling fan, is to just be like, oh, man, the guy has done everything with everyone, but the, I'm the only one that did the same thing as him in Mexico. So that, that felt pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, it, it just it made me – it took me to the next level almost overnight. And the funny thing is that was literally the most stressful travel day of my life. Shit, dude. That's amazing. And the ending you posted on your social media today, actually, and I just saw it for the first time when you posted it, that your, your bitter enemy, or maybe a friend of me now, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, we got something going on on April 16th. But your bitter enemy, you fought him all over the place. You came out and ruined your moment. What, what was up with that, man? Well, what I didn't post on my social media was how I cost him his match earlier. So earlier in the night, uh, he, he was climbing the top rope, and I came out and blasted him with the, the fire extinguisher as well. So maybe you could say I had it coming, but uh, it was not fun. So that was that was a, a long travel day where I ended up getting to the show at the during the first match come to the show i was in the first promo segment i was in the, the next segment which was my first match i was in the third segment as a running then i had two matches off before the finals and this is all on about two hours of sleep coming from mlw the night before so i put in a shift that day and it was one of those things where the autopilot kicked in and if i had been doing this 15 years it would have not turned out as well as it did the worst part about it was at the end of the night when i got the sword and i was you know, facing the camera he hit me with that fire extinguisher foam from behind. So I didn't see it coming. And I breathed in this gas and I thought I was going to die. It was like burning the inside of my lungs and I'm dry heaving and coughing and trying to stand up while I can't see. I can't touch my face because it's on my hands. 
Uh, it was, I, I, you talk about, I always say life is five because you have your ones and your tens, but everything kind of you know, balances out in the middle. And that, that is about the perfect way to describe that because one of the biggest moments of my life being coronated, the King of Kings and AAA at the end of a big huge show was kind of powered <laughs> by some terrible, terrible toxic gas. And uh, it was definitely glad, I was glad it was over. But it'll just always be, you know, it's going to be remembered as that moment where it just, uh, it was bittersweet because it was awesome, but damn, it physically hurt. That's awful, bro. I'm I'm really sorry to hear that because that just looked like when you watch it, it just looks like a moment, you know, like really cool. You look so fucking badass with that sword, man, <laughs> being coronated. I'm like, look at this dude. I'm telling you, all right, the second I laid my eyes on you, I'm just like, this man is going to be a fucking superstar in this industry. And since you have done nothing, it's been like four years, grow and grow and grow and get better. You're the man. And come across Sam Adonis, you'll walk away feeling that. I, before we keep going, I just want to give a huge shout out to the chat. Chat is absolutely blowing up, trying to keep up with you guys. I appreciate you guys being here. Sam, if you don't mind ask, answering a quick question. Uh, Brian Cook, thanks for being here, man. Um, he says, Mr. Adonis, earlier he said you are prime, by the way, brother, a star. So, uh, Brian, thanks for being here, my man. He says, Jake the Snake Roberts was uh, his his first wrestling heel as a kid, and he told the Marty the Moth Martinez how great he was in Lucha Underground. Who are your favorites as a fan? Oof. So I, I'm, I'm really strange about that because I can, I can see the good in almost anybody. So to keep the answer as simple as possible, um, I would say Mr. Perfect would have been one as a kid. I like the cool heels, but there was always something about it. I like the heels that were dynamic. They moved, you know? Um, I like guys, even Sean as a heel, I enjoyed. Brett as a heel, I enjoyed. Um, I, I just like the wrestler. You know, I, I like, I can appreciate monsters with King Kong Bundy and, and Kamala, but I still like, you know, I like the dynamic performance. Uh, Flair, now if you're going to ask me what I think that my idea of a perfect heel is, you know, Rick Flair and Terry Funk, they're about the two at the top because they can just, they can, they can hit every emotion in a match. But they also go at a pace and a level that the match is entertaining. So, you know, I, I try to go to my, my goal, especially in Mexico, because it is the faster pace. You know, there's, I want to make sure that it's intense. There's, you know, 10, 15 minutes of me going as fast as I can and just trying to make sure that, you know, even if you don't like me or don't know me, you can tell, wow, that was a great match because I put that work in. So there's too many to name, but those are probably the, the five I'd throw out there at the top of my head. Awesome, man. Love it. Thank you for the question, Brian. Appreciate all you guys being here in the chat. We'll definitely bounce back to these questions for sure. Let's keep it going, man. Let's keep talking about Mexico. You've got the Lucha World Cup coming up. It seems like you and Johnny Hennigan, you know, Johnny Nitro, Morrison, Lucha, Impact, you know, he's got a thousand names. You guys are, you fought each other, Warrior, you're teaming up all over the place. Now, what a team. Sam Adonis, John Hennigan, Christopher fucking Daniels. What a team, dude. Talk to me about this cup. It's it's absolutely intense because I've been noticing that same thing. And it's, it's been about probably the last eight to ten months. Uh, I did Triple Mania with John Morris, John Hennigan. He was my tag team partner. Um, I've known him kind of, you know, off and on. Hey, man, how are you? Kind of stuff for a few years. But it wasn't until this time around he came back to AAA. And um, he uh, he's pretty tight with my brother. So it was kind of like, you know, just a little bit, a little bit of the fences were knocked down. And since then, um, I get along with him great. But then all of a sudden, it seemed like we were everywhere together. 
it was just that, you know, I'm not complaining because, I mean, he's such an incredible talent. And if he's in such high demand, just being anywhere near as busy as him, you know, I'm happy with. But, you know, we've been we've been put together in so many spots. We had a wrestling match against each other. And, and Warrior Wrestling now, he's my tag partner in MLW. So um, I think it's awesome. I think he's one of the guys. He works harder than almost anybody of his level or his age. You know, he wants to still go out there and just perform and, and be the best wrestler on the show. And I love being around that energy. You know, I need to be around a guy like that. Uh, we all have our habits. Sometimes you, you're in the show and you're tired and somebody wants to, you know, kind of phone it in. John doesn't do that. John, you know, he's going to show up in the best shape, but he's going to have the best match. And, and I like that positive influence. And uh, Christopher Daniels is somebody that I grew up watching here in Pittsburgh. Uh, he was on every single show once a month in Pittsburgh at IWC when I was about 10, 11 or 12 years old. And this is, this is kind of 2001, 2002, before the Ring of Honor really blew up. So I kind of had, like, you know, privy information. I was like, this dude's ridiculous. Who is this? We had in Pittsburgh all the time. And then, you know, Ring of Honor blew up, and he did everything with impact. And I still kind of looked like, yeah, that was my guy. He was ours in Pittsburgh before he was everybody else's. And uh, he's one guy I've never shared a ring with. You know, I, I built the ring when I was a kid for him to wrestle in. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to ask him if he even remembered me. Again, he was friends with my brother, and he knew my brother had a little brother. But I don't know if he'd ever would put that together. That, hey, do you remember SJK's little brother in Pittsburgh? That's this guy here. I don't know if he'd even be able to remember that. Nice. And so as far as, like, the team goes, obviously, like I just said, what a fucking badass team, dude. But explain for the people who are watching that don't know, like, what is the cup? How do you win it? So it's an eight-team eight single elimination tournament, three versus three matches. So there will be, uh, what, that's a total of, I think, what, seven matches? There's, there's mm -hmm. four four opening matches and then a, a two semifinals and a final. Um, we're taking on the Japanese team to start with. A couple guys from uh, from Dragon Gate in that one. But this cup has, I mean, a lot of talent in it. There's a lot of guys from Impact or from NWA. It really does have this World Cup vibe to it. It's not just a you know a, a Mexican tournament where everybody has a gimmick or whatever. It's it truly is international. They're even bringing some wrestlers from Qatar Pro Wrestling over. Guys, I've never even met oh, seen. Shit. They'll be in it. Um, again, it's in Guadalajara at a baseball stadium for the the uh, the Charros de Jalisco. So there there should be probably close to fifteen thousand people in person for that. That particular show will be available on Fight TV with English commentary with Blair Dallas and Joe Dombrowski, which is awesome. I implore everybody to check those out. Um, it, it's just, it's, I'm just glad there's the, the alternative finally. I think it's great for people to see how much talent's out there beyond what they already get to see on their favorite independence. And I just think it's a matter of time, you know, before there's going to be an inevitable American TV deal. There's going to be more crossover because we are with, with social media and with, if, uh, you know, just international transmission. And whatnot. It's a matter of time before brand side is worldwide. And, and I think we're right about there. That's awesome. I look forward to it. And that's all in one night, correct? You can catch it on fight all in one night. March 19th, 7.30 p.m. bell time. Shit, that's coming up a uh, week from Saturday? Week from Sunday? I don't know. I just, spent, I just spent four days in Guadalajara last weekend <laughs> pressed for it. So like, just, it's, just as soon as I get home and I'm like ready to chill for a few days, next thing you know, I'm back to Mexico. So um, it, it's definitely, it's it's a lot of work. But again, this is the Literally, this is what we dream for as a kid, you know. And the nice thing is, it's 
I've been able to have it kind of under my own terms. Uh, you know, I, a lot of guys have to really, you know, sign their life away to get that kind of treatment. Um, I, I always say that the road less travel leads to the greatest reward. And I've kind of done things a little bit differently than, than your average American wrestler would do it these days. But I feel like, you know, personally, it does, uh, it, it does, it has paid off. And now I'm just, you know, eating it all up. Well, damn, Sam. It's like you're reading the chat or something because it was a perfect segue. My man, Dan from Cage My IQ, he did see you live in, at MLW when you debuted in Philly. He was the one who sent me the video and said, damn, your boy is over. Um, but he, he wants to know. So, like, what made you and, and your brother, if you guys don't know Corey Graves, uh, Sam's brother, um, what made you guys choose different paths up, um, you know, at the end of the day? Well, I don't think we – you could you couldn't really say we chose different paths. That was just given to us. So, I, I was actually signed to WWE a full year before my brother was. I got signed at, at 20 years old, and I reported I was 21. So, I was just a kid, and, and I got the job. I was a little – you know, it was, it was kind of a right place, right time situation. My brother was the better of us. He was the experienced one. He's the one that probably would have made the most out of the job. But I just, I'm not going to say no to a WWE contract. So I went down there and uh, that didn't go so well. So I ended up getting uh, released. And then my career kind of branched off from there. Having WWE as as your, uh, you know, almost on your resume is only going to lead to good opportunity. I led my time in Europe, Mexico, and Japan. And in between, while that all was happening, my brother was doing great in NXT. And that was kind of the, uh, you know, he really was able to pick up where I left off and do even better than I was. And he was really in that initial NXT black and gold class where, you know, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, all the guys that you know, you've seen now. My brother was a part of that OG crew, but he ended up having three concussions under the WWE's watch after the new concussion protocol was uh, implemented. So, you know, his in-ring career was sadly cut short. But luckily, you know, they recognize his talent and what he's capable of doing on a microphone. And they know this is, you know, this is bigger than just the guy we need to take bumps. You know, we need this guy on the team. So he's made a, a great impact. And, you know, he's already, you can't deny it, even you know, six or seven years in, he's already, you know, you, he'd be on the list of one of the greatest commentators of all time. So I, I think a lot, of it, a lot of it comes from our upbringing in wrestling. And we're just so caught up and you know, sick with wrestling. You know, my mom knows more about wrestling than most of the wrestlers do. So it's just kind of the household. We have that innate passion and just, you know, never say die attitude. And we want to keep learning better. But I definitely would not say we chose different baths because I think, you know, he would, he'd be right here by my side and vice versa if he could. You know, it's just we were always destined to do something in wrestling at high capacity. This just seems to be the way it's worked out thus far. Awesome, brother. I appreciate the answer. Thanks for the question, Dan. And while we're on the topic of your brother, um, I wanted to message you at during the Royal Rumble when I heard it, but I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm sure a million people are. Did you hear when he said Conan talked to my brother about Dominic Mysterio when he made that little I, reference? I, I had to rewind to hear it because I had a few people at my house and uh, it's, it was nice to actually have Sunday night home. And, or it was a Saturday night this year. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. It was Saturday night. I had a couple people over. We had tacos and it was like, holy shit, I get to watch the Royal Rumble this year. And uh, my my Twitter all of a sudden started you know chirping at me, and I'm like, oh no, what's this? What happened? And oh, nice Corey Graves love little brother and all this stuff. So I ended up rewinding a few minutes to hear it, but that's that's awesome. You know, that's just it's tiny little things that you know he doesn't have to do, but it's you know he's not lying, he's not going against script. You know, that's stuff there that's just gonna be him, and it kind of works out well. So uh, I think uh, 
it's definitely a good thing to keep you relevant. And the nice thing, though, is that I don't think there's too many people that will ever be able to tell you that I've really lived off his name in any capacity. To this day, you know, some of my biggest fans, you know, they can say, oh, I didn't know you had a brother. Who is it? And, oh, Corey Graves. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's a great feeling knowing that in Mexico, how about this? In Mexico, Corey Graves is Sam Adonis' brother. Boom, baby. Boom. There we go. And right here on the Tim King Show and the Bloodline Entertainment Network, I love you, Corey Graves. You'll always be Sam Adonis' brother, though. And I do think your brother is one of the best color commentators already of all time. And it's not just me fucking shooting shit up your ass. I've said this long before. He is very, very good. Well, well, and it's it's one of those innate abilities. He's always been a smart ass, and he's always had quick whip and being able to chirp back at people. You know, as long as I've known him. So uh, there's certain things that people are good at. I was always an extrovert as a kid. I always wanted attention. I always wanted people watch me and laugh at me. You know, I'd I'd do something silly and make myself look like a fool just to make the room laugh. And I think that kind of translates quite well into being a high level heel in Mexico right now too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, one more question, and we'll get back into Mexico. Yeah, MLW will ride out. My boy, Tom in the Future, broadcast podcast. He's in Australia. Thank you for tuning in, my brother. He uh, wants to know, have you ever wrestled in Australia, Sam? I have not yet wrestled in Australia, but that's one of my bucket lists. Uh, that's one of the things. I've talked to a few people multiple times about trying to sort it out. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet. There's some good stuff going on down there. A lot of good talent, a lot of big companies. So hopefully within the next you know, couple months or years, I can get down there at least to do a tour. But uh, um, in Australia and Puerto Rico are pretty much the two of the last bucket list places I'd like to wrestle. Just because they're the ones, you know, they still have the, the long lineage of wrestling. And I'm a big fan of that stuff, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. He says, yeah, your boy is a uh, current champion down there in Australia. So there you go. Johnny Hannigan. And uh, Zach, just tuning in, he said he saw you at a middle school gym in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, not knowing exactly who you are. Been a huge fan ever since. And that's where I saw, where are you wrestling, baby? I saw this man. Huge fan ever since, dude. That's what you do to people. You're compelling, bro. You're interesting. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I kind of, you know, I, I do my best to make sure that I keep it a little bit. Uh, I, I hate to say the word old school because it's kind of misused that word. But, you know, I'm such a fan of the classic style and just trying to be, you know, the thing is, I think in society now, um, we kind of we kind of want people more like us. We want somebody that's relatable. We like the, the normal feel good stories. Well, I'm still I was born in 89. I'm still from an era where you say, oh, my God, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want to be like that. So I always am under the impression that bigger is better. You know, a lot of people like wrestlers that are just very you know, approachable and very, you know, normal or 5'10 and a great body, but, you know, they do a different style. I want to be the guy that the kids can say, whoa, look at that guy. Mom, who is he? I want to be like that. You know, I go over the top with the costumes and the bleached hair and the tan and just try to do my best to make sure that, you know, I do stand out. Uh, some people like it. Some people don't. But, uh, you know, I, I think especially with Mexico in particular, it works out in my favor. Awesome, brother. I love it. I love it. So we talked a little bit earlier about this tag team match that you just had, and you hyped it like crazy. It was you and Daga against Penta and Psycho Clown. We briefly mentioned your feud with Psycho Clown. He came out at the end of your King of King coronation. You said this match was one of your favorite matches of all time. So first of all, tell me why this was one of your favorite matches of all time. And then second of all, you're teaming with Psycho Clown to take on Penta and Alberto El Patron. 
um, coming up on April 16th. So how in the fuck did you guys become frenemies? Or what, what, so, what, what's going on? That match in particular was just one of those perfect nights. Um, it was a great building in a great wrestling city with a great crowd and a great match. And that's something that, like, you know, you can make the most out of anything. You know, you can always have the best match you can, but sometimes there's just there's a little bit extra added that's kind of beyond your control. And it was Daga's first time back in the company. He has a he's had a year long rival years long rivalry with Penta. Myself and Psycho had this, and the whole show leading up to it was great. the The crowd energy was just next level, and it was just one of the nights we were all on. You know, everything went well. Um, it felt good to be part of that one. The reason it was even such a bigger night is uh, so Negro Casas, who was my rivalry in CMLL, absolute legend of Mexico. And the best, the best analogy you can make is he's probably the undertaker of CMLL, the guy that is a staple, that is never going anywhere, the company man, CMLL means Negro Casas. He jumped to AAA that night. And that was after the match, he came out and, and you know, cleaned house, comes, attacks me in a mask. And everyone's, what's going on? And that was such a monumental moment in, in Mexican wrestling history. Not just Sam Adonis, not just AAA. That's, that's one of those you know, moments in time that will stand still forever. And that just added to it and made it so great. Um, and, and again, I'm proud of the match. It's, it was chaos. It was fun. It, it was just, you know, everything about it worked. And um, it, it definitely helped us get to where we are now. Now, that being said, where we are now is we're just on the, the edge of the Triple Mania season. And Triple Mania will be three outdoor baseball stadium shows. One on April 16th, another on July 15th, another on August 12th. And there is a tournament in this, this uh, Triple Mania tour that is four, four teams. So this is you know, an elimination tournament as well. It is the uh, I think it's called Rivalos Incredibles, which means incredible rivals. So our tag team partners are the man we hate the most. So I have been unfortunately selected to wrestle with Psycho Clown. Diamante Azul is tagging with Blue Demon. Alberto El Patron is with Penta Zero Miedo, and Pegano is with Rush. So there is four big rivalries there. The goal is to win one match. If you win one match, you're safe. If you lose a match, you advance. And whoever is the last to uh, win a match, the, the finals of the tournament will be the team that loses the tournament will be facing each other in an apuesta. And the apuestas in Mexico are the biggest matches of the year. Um, so it, it could be mask versus mask, hair versus hair or any of the options in between. But uh, it, it's kind of a, a weird situation. I don't really want to tag with him. I don't like him personally. I don't want to be around him. Uh, I think there's probably going to be some shenanigans. You know, I, I just I don't, I don't want to be involved in that. I kind of got myself in over my head. But uh, either way, it should, it should be a big summer. There's going to be cool stuff coming in. And whether you're into me and Psycho Clown or not, it, it might be DMT Azul and Blue Demon. I mean, there's going to be some shit going down in AAA this summer, and I implore anybody to watch. All three Triple Manias will be on Fight TV. There's commentary. There's places to see it. Um, they're big events. And I think, personally, the, the thing that I like the most about Triple Mania, 
Uh, I mean, clearly, if you can't tell just by, you know, basic logic of, of cancelization, Triple Mania was uh, derived off of WrestleMania. So it is the it is our big show of the year. That's the number one. And we have all the production you can imagine. We have the lights. We have the cameras. We have the fireworks. We have the bands. We have the hummers. We have every single element of production that you can imagine. And it really, really does. All three events have that big fight feel. So, uh, you know, I, I think anybody that's kind of you know, looking for something new, I think right now we're the perfect alternative you know, to WWE and WWE because it's just a little bit different. But once you get into it, once you get hooked, you know, you yourself, you know, it's it's just insanity. And, and you know, there's so much to see and so much to watch. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for everything you talked about, um, AAA and Mexico. You're fantastic over there. You are a superstar. You are the Brock Lesnar of AAA. No, I don't know if we'll go that far. But, dude, you're absolutely the man. You're doing things in the States, too. We talked about you're all over the independents. But MLW, man, that had to feel fucking awesome. How to feel being signed to MLW? How to feel wrestling your first match? You're undefeated. You're out. I mean, how, how's your MLW run going, brother? Everything is awesome at MLW. Um, I have no complaints about it this far. Um, it was one of those situations that kind of fell into my lap. I, I wasn't really pursuing any opportunities in the United States. It, it wasn't my priority. I was very happy with everything at AAA. I'm still very happy with it. But it was an opportunity that I really couldn't pass up. Conan, who's who's a, a big, uh, an influential part of the AAA office, was also working closely with MLW, and you know all the stars kind of lined and worked out in a way that it was like, oh wait, I can do both. And uh, since then, you know, I, I've had a blast there. I think MLW is another place that has unbelievable production. Um, I, I think it's been around five or six years now that this incantation, the, the newest version of MLW, has been around that long now. Um, I think they've been through so many different identities since they've come back. And since I've been there, I've just noticed that this is a, just an all-star crew. There's just professionals. And that, to me, is what I like. The guys that have been around forever and that know their shit and that can put on a great show. Um, and I think a lot, of the, a lot of the fun about MLW is we have that independence to us. We have that, you know, it's not a full-time touring wrestling company. You know, we're, we're kind of committed per dates. And it gives everybody that little edge. You know, they're able to go out and be themselves more because they're not they're not doing you know MLW wrestling five nights a week. They still have to go and you know be who they are. And I think that makes everybody just a little bit more confident and comfortable. And you know, especially I, I personally think since the pandemic has ended, I think the indie the, the independence have kind of slowed down a little bit. It's not like what it was three years ago. But I feel like triple uh, MLW is probably as close to a, a monthly super show as you'll find anywhere, because whoever's doing what you know, whoever's hot on the independence right now, whether they're signed or not, they could be at the ECW arena or they could be in New York when we're there. Um, it, it's just a good time, a good place to be here right now. Hell yeah, that's awesome. MLW, you got a couple of championships under the world championship. I don't expect you to go after Hammerstone right away and, and go after that MLW world championship. But, but there is a certain masked man there that I mentioned earlier. I watched you wrestle a banger of a match at Warrior Wrestling against him. Lince Dorado is currently holding the world middle middleweight championship in MLW. Sam, I mean, I'd love to see you with a little piece of gold around your waist. Is that anything you got interest in? 
Honestly, I don't know why you're discounting this whole Hammerstone thing right now. That's, My bad. That's one of the, that's one of the guys that I, I'm looking forward to wrestling most in MLW. Um, I think it's kind of, from my perspective, MLW has Jacob Fatu and Hammerstone, and, and I think you know, they're arguably two of the top top independent heavyweights out there. And I like it. I like heavyweight wrestlers that can go, guys that you know they aren't restricted by their size. And I, I'd like to include myself in that short list of you know, there's, there's not too many of us. And I think you know the magic waiting to be had in MLW are, are matches between myself and those two. So uh, I, I'd love to work with Lynn Dorado. I'd love to wrestle him again. I've, I've had some great matches with him. Um, I think at the end of the day, everyone there is so professional that I don't really have a list of who I want to wrestle with. Um, I think it's just, I think there's a lot to be had there. Um, it, it's cool because this, it's still so fresh and new. Uh, I, I think it's just going to, it might evolve in a way that I can't even prepare for, but I, I definitely think it's, I want to be one of the guys that, you know, two years from now, people know of MLW because, oh, that's where Sam came from. That's where they saw Sam, you know, and I, I want to be somebody that brings people to MLW, especially if you're not watching AAA. If you can't have access to the, the you know, weekly YouTube show or you're not in Mexico, you might have heard of Sam Adonis, never get to see him. Check out MLW, you know, and I'd like to be a little bit of an asset in that, that aspect as well. Damn, that's awesome. And as you know, I would never, ever discredit you. But you know how wrestling is. You get the Intercontinental title and you go for the world title. That's it. That's how I grew up. And Sam Adonis is like, fuck you. I'm going straight <laughs> for that world title, motherfucker. And that's my man. Morrison, he just I just helped him win the uh, the open weight title I think he won. Uh, yeah, he, Morrison's one of the, the champions too. Mm -hmm. So he can, yep. he can take care of the, the, the mid-level and I'll bide my time until I'm ready for the top belt. The new two-man power trip, baby. You're going to have Sam with the world title, Johnny with the middle. Well, we have Ty Valkyrie with us, too. It's awesome because she's, you know, it's funny Sam. because, you know, our main uh, our main angle there, our main sell point is that we are the authentic luchadors of MLW because we have all had extensive top-level runs in Mexico. They might have their luchadors or their guys with lucha characters and gimmicks, but as far as you know, by definition, a luchador is a, is a wrestler in Mexico. We have as, as extensive careers there as anybody, so it definitely lines the people out when I come out there and say I'm a lucha libre legend and tell everybody that I am lucha libre. You know, so there's a lot of a lot of fun to be had there, and I'm just happy to be there for now. That's awesome. You're doing such amazing things, dude. AAA, MLW. Before we get out of here, you know I'm not letting you go without talking about one certain local promotion that's close to both of our hearts. Warrior Wrestling, they just finished Warrior Wrestling 28. You currently got this little feud going on with Frank the Clown and all his goons. One of Frank the Clown's goons just so happens to be the Warrior Wrestling World Champion. Casey Navarro, he's held that belt for over 260 days now. Sam, I've been saying you're going to be the world champion in this company for, I don't know, man, year after year after year. Warrior Wrestling 30 is around the corner. I couldn't book a better main event. Then Sam Adonis winning the Warrior Wrestling Championship against Casey Navarro at Warrior Wrestling 30. Is it possible? Are we going to get the match? Tell me, baby. I, I am. I am. I would love that. I would absolutely love that because I hold Warrior so near and dear to my heart. I would definitely 100% not be in the position I am today without Warrior Wrestling. Um, you know, I think a lot of modern wrestling fans kind of follow trends online. They see what, you know, they might not know where to look for new talent. 
Steve and Eric from Warrior have had such a deep knowledge forever that they were watching CMLL in 2016 when no one else was. They had an idea. Oh, this is Sam Adonis. You know, he's, he should be fun to bring in. Let's get this guy. And they kind of had my back when no one else did. And that being said, you know, there was a good four or five year period where I would say my American home was Warrior. And it's still probably considered is because they were the ones that gave me the opportunity and they let it blossom organically into what it's become. So, you know, being the, the Rudo that I was for all those years, I was a utility player. I just showed up every month and did what I had to do. And I gave it my all. And Chicago being such a smart wrestling town, they recognized, you know, my work ethic and what I put in and how I could do it with anybody. And all of a sudden, you know, they started kind of appreciating me. It wasn't the, the same old booze and tears that I got everywhere, you know. They were kind of thinking, yeah, he's, he's the bad guy. He's our guy. And that blossomed into so much. I was their... Uh, their lucha champion i had great lucha matches there with some of these guys um i unfortunately had to give that belt up because i had to miss a show and that's just you know i'm old school in the mentality that if you can't defend your title you don't deserve that title so uh i missed that show i gave it up but right now it just it, it feels right the company's you know picking up steam again our last show in talia hall downtown chicago was incredible um i think it might be up there with one of my favorite warrior events yet the building was different. The crowd's different. It was just everything you want wrestling to be. Um, the next show will be March 25th in Grand Rapids. I'm wrestling at Kingston. Uh, I'm really excited for that. That's going to be fun because uh, I'm going to be changing it up. And, uh, you know, I, I, I spent a certain amount of time in Japan, and it's a little bit of a different style over there. But that seems to be the Eddie Kingston style. So it's kind of another opportunity to show the fans that are watching me in Mexico right now that I'm not one-dimensional. You know, I can still go out there and, and do a 30-minute technical match if I have to do it. Um, and I think just continuing on course and, and the way things have gone and are going, I, I don't know if it would be at Warrior 30, but I know there's a very strong chance that I might be able to get my hands on Casey Navarro sometime soon. That's amazing. I love Eddie Kingston. He is just fucking such a stud, man. Like, old school like you. He just feels old school, which is probably why I think I love him so much. And... uh that that's so exciting, my boy De Niro. Warrior Wrestling is the best kept secret in wrestling, absolutely. And you know, Bloodline Entertainment Network has already reached out to Steve and Eric about potentially sponsoring uh, one of the local shows coming up. So we'll oh, definitely wow. talk about that down the road. Um, yeah, man, that's big, near and dear to my heart. And the Bloodline Entertainment Network. We got Cali, we got Chicago, we got Philly, New York, man. So we all over the place, and we're big into independent wrestling. So we plan on doing a bunch of stuff like that as well. But Sam, I love you, man. I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. Before you go, I'm going to make you one answer one more hard question, all right? I don't know if it's going to be that hard. Any wrestler, WWE or AEW, who's your dream match? Oof. What's 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 our parameters here? We talk. Uh, so good question. It's going to be cliche. It's going to be cliche. But I feel like if it's not everyone's answer, then you're not paying attention and you're not doing it right. It's John Cena. It's, it's just got to be. Because if you're not thinking that big, if you're not thinking, you know, that you want to be in the ring with the guy. Um, granted, he's not, he's not as active as he was. I don't think he's quite as inactive as maybe The Rock is. But he's definitely not as active as, as Roman Reigns. But I just think, you know, if you really want to test yourself and be at the top of your game, you want a high profile with the number one guy. 
and maybe I'm just old and out of touch, but to me, Cena is still the guy that I'd like to be in there with. That's a beautiful answer, man. He is, uh, I mean, definitely on that Mount Rushmore for sure at the end of the day, dude. Awesome. Sam, you're the man. Where can the people find you? Please follow me and uh, on Instagram and Twitter at, at Real Sam and Dons. I post all my dates, all my upcoming events, and, and all the fancy videos that you may not be able to see from Mexican television. But there's a lot of good stuff there, and it's definitely an insight to who I am and what I do. Um, subscribe to Lucha Ray AAA on um, YouTube. Every Saturday night at 10 p.m. is our new episode. Like I said, it, if it's if you start this Saturday, it's all new to you, so I can leave all the, the dates and stuff out. But usually I'm featured in some capacity every week. Uh, might just be a promo. It might be some highlights from the week before. But um, right now, you you will see some Sam Adonis on each AAA TV show. Um, and just come to your shows. Support the local companies. You know, no matter where they are, there's there's always going to be somebody there that appreciates it and that might be something to see down the line. So you know, check out whether it's a, it's a company near you or, or somebody you know is opening a company. Just support the independents because that's where we all came from. You know, that's where a lot of us, you know, made our name, and that's how you get to the level that you can grow from. So anybody can find me there. I, I really appreciate appreciate you, Tim. This is always fun. Um, I'm sure sometime, sometime in the next year you're going to end up getting me on the perfect Tuesday night again or something. So, I plan on it. Trust me, I plan on it, man. Maybe we'll see some gold around your waist. And if not, I know Sam Madonna is still going to be absolutely killing it. Thank you, man, so, so very, very much. Follow this man. At Real Sam Adonis, Instagram, Twitter, always be posting really, really fun stuff. And go check them out on YouTube at Triple E, Lucha Libre, MLW, wherever you can catch MLW. Sam is the absolute man. And for me, Tim King Show, right here on YouTube, all major social media platforms, all major audio platforms, but on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, right here on YouTube. It's going to be Facebook, Twitter. You can find the Bloodline Entertainment Network, same thing, right here on YouTube all major social media platforms, all major audio platforms. Sam Adonis, thank you so very much, man. I love you. You're the best. I appreciate your time. For the Blowline Entertainment Network, for your boy TK, we out.